0: 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You
1: are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to move. Well, gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now,
0: here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny...
1: Scooby Doo! Boop Boop bow, bow! boop you're listening to Two D's Scooby tointe- boop, 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 boop reviews with Scooby Sky and Colin. <laughs> no Dudes Scooby Doo!
0: Scooby Doo! Scooby 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 Doo! Scooby Doo! Scooby Doo! Scooby Doo! Scooby Scooby
1: Scooby up? <laughs> In 3 episodes we've we've talked about scat twice. I think we're into it. Maybe we yeah. It's actually my favorite genre. What? Of porn? Uh, scat porn. It's... Scat porn? You like that scat shit? Yeah. Oh yeah. What's your favorite thing about jazz? Mine is all the scat.
0: <laughs> I was going to say what the only difference between regular porn and scat porn is that the noises they're making. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: like stick it in, daddy. Ooh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Imagine you were watching porn and they just started scatting. <laughs> like jazz scatting.
0: Skibidi pop pop
1: It's like <France>
0: Oh man. When I first watched <laughs> that though. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> me too. <laughs> when <laughs> when I first uh joined the closers. That was like an obsession with some of the guys in the band. They were like, "Yo, let's like before we start playing, let's listen to Scatman's World," and then they would listen to it, and I was like, "This is awesome. Th- this is uh, like, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for. We we are the most stereotypical ska band, like just like <laughs> losers <laughs> listening to
1: Scatman <laughs> to get us pumped up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, getting into it too. Yeah. Exactly." Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with getting fucking all heated up off the scat man. I've done it myself. I'm sure I pretty much can only get an erection now if scat man is playing in the background. It's true. Yeah. It's I, know. True. I you would can know for me. Yeah. <laughs> I would know I'm watching you and you're aroused and I can hear scat man in the distance <laughs> and your boner hitting the,
0: the underside of the desk.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dunk, 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 dunk. <laughs> Come in mailman. <laughs> I would know I'm his co host. Yeah. If anybody knows how I get aroused, it's going to be the co host of my podcast. <laughs> yeah. My my boy. My boy. Well, how's my boy been doing? Your boy's been good.
0: Yeah. I've, um, that's good. Trying to think of like, been really busy with work. Mm-hmm, so, me too. yeah, that's, that's been going on, but getting excited for the hockey season. That's actually I'm just waiting for it. I'm very excited. But, uh, so, yeah, and, like, the Devils have been doing, like, uh, they've been streaming their, like, practices, or, like, when they do, like, a scrimmage, so I've been watching those to get my fix, but really excited about that, and other than that, I've been watching a lot of movies, I'm trying to, nice, trying to hit a few of like, the, find some of the hidden gems from this year, also just trying to pad my list a little bit, because definitely, you know, we... We didn't watch as many as we did last year, but there's one movie in particular not even close. Yeah. There's one movie in particular that I messaged you about to watch. I'm not, even, I'm not going to mention it mm-hmm. on right now because I want you to watch it first before I talk about it. But other
1: movies that I've watched recently, uh, I actually watched Greenland. Oh yeah. You were telling me about it. It's not as bad as we might've suspected from the trailer park. Yeah. I don't know what I would give it. Like, it's not like, great or anything it's probably like a C or something but
0: expected it to be dog shit and then I was like oh this is as far as like disaster movies go and as far as uh Gerard Butler movies go this is it's pretty good this is not bad at all okay so yeah I I watched that and then I watched 7500 which is the one with Joseph Gordon-Levitt on the plane the whole movie takes Mm, place in the cockpit of the plane just the cockpit yeah the whole the whole movie wow yeah so it was kind of like a a good contained thriller. I watched I don't know if I mentioned this on the pod. I watched Extraordinary. Did I tell you about that? I did. I no. did mention that on the pod, I think. That's the one with the Did you? Yeah, it's like a horror comedy and it's made it was made in the UK. So it's got very dry humor, but like one of the things cuz I think I mentioned oh, this on yeah, the pod, yeah. yeah, the guy's got like a staff that's got like a penis on it. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, and I watched uh I watched Run, which is on Hulu if anyone wants to check that out. Which I okay. think, man, you've been busy. Yeah, I've been watching a, watched a few. And then I've watched nothing. Well, literally nothing. I feel like you've actually watched more movies this year, but I think you've watched more movies from other years. Yeah, you oh, went yeah. Off for not, a while. not
1: more movies from this year. Yeah. I've been spending a lot of time going back and watching some of my favorites. But I, yeah, I have every intention of watching the movie that you were talking about but didn't drop the name of. I might actually be watching that tonight. And if not tonight, I'll, I'll probably watch it sometime this week. I want you to watch it so bad. I'm, I'm going to try really hard to watch it tonight. I'm going to try so hard. Watch you like text me. And you're just like, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, It was okay. Yeah. It was just fine. No, man, I want to watch more good movies. That's the thing is that I know there's a lot of movies that I have access to that are from 2020, but I just don't want to, I don't want to commit the time to watching some fucking dumb shit. Yeah. I don't know where you could find it. I had to
0: rent it to watch it. Mm-hmm. But Possessor is actually really good too. Like that came out a few months ago. I remember being in theaters and I saw a movie called Possessor and I was like, that's dumb. And then and then I watched the movie and I was like, Oh, this is actually pretty awesome. Like that's another hidden nice. gem from this year. Yeah, and that's it's like sci fi horror kind of. But yeah, no, that, that's another one that I was like, this is actually really good. So I guess if that if you can get access to that, I think you would really dig it. There's a lot of uh I don't want to spoil it. I just I know your
1: taste. I think you'd really like it. Nice. That's pretty cool. I, I have seen that floating around somewhere. Like I, I recognize seeing the name recently, but I didn't pay any mind to it. I just figured it was some like, you know, regular horror trash. That's like what schlock, I thought, too. Like fucking schlock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's good to have it's good to have these things. On your mind and stuff like that. Cause yeah, I've been kind of, uh, I just haven't been, I just haven't been watching any movies. I've had like no time to just sit down and like put on a movie or anything. Busy boy, busy boy. Mm-hmm. But gotta make time cause we got the, we got the duties coming up like real fucking soon and we're gonna have to figure out maybe another yearbook or something. Yeah. Be a lot easier to make it because we're seeing like less than half the amount of movies we did last year. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell. I can't tell if I'm, I think I have seen like 50 movies.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm not like that much far ahead of you. I was going to say, uh, I'm trying to hit a certain number because that would be like the least, if I don't hit, it'll be the least amount of movies I've watched in like four or five years. But Mm -hmm. you know, the circumstances of the year, maybe, maybe I'll give myself a pass, but yeah, I, uh, I can't tell if I'm like happy that we watched
1: less movies because last year we put ourselves through some some shit. Dude, last year I was I would literally get home and like while I'm doing dishes, I'm like watching some dog shit Netflix movie on my phone. And then I'm like going and I'm like working on the podcast while also like watching another movie like on the separate on the second screen of my computer, like on Hulu or something. Then I would go out to the living room and actually sit down and watch like two more movies. Dude, it was nonstop. I was watching, I was watching movies on my lunch break. I was watching movies like in the car ride to work. Like it was reckless. It was so fucking reckless. <laughs> uh, never doing it again.
0: Never. Yeah. I, I like, cause what we were going to do this year was we're just, we were like, we're not going to count like all like the crappy, like Netflix sh- schlock movies that pop up, but like yeah. Any anything that's like got clout from Netflix will allow. Like if if we were still going by that standard, like Mank would have qualified, you know. Um yeah. like Palm Springs or whatever, but uh Trial of the Chicago 7 would yeah. probably have qualified too for that. Yeah. But yeah, we were like we're not going to do like any of like the the bullshit ones and then we were kind of forced to break the rule pretty early on when nothing started coming out and then things went to Netflix. Cuz I think I think the first time yeah. we broke the rule was The Lovebirds, right?
1: yeah I think so. yeah or maybe the I mean, five bloods
0: yeah may that may have been it
1: man I fr- but that's I fr- a spike Lee joint, so mm-hmm. like that doesn't count that that falls underneath that like it's big enough to transcend it the fact that it's on streaming.
0: yeah, I was gonna say though, like I can't tell if I'm happy or like upset, I guess because it's nice not watching all the trash, but I've also realized that like now whenever I watch a movie that's even like like semi good from this year.
1: I get like super happy. Like I feel like my standards have almost lowered. (laughs) Oh me, definitely me. I grade way less harsh. Have I given out any Fs for a movie this year on the show? I don't know. Like New Mutants. I feel like even Lovebirds, I gave like a D. What about New Mutants? I think I gave that a D minus. Gonna say it was pretty rough. It is really rough. But (laughs) I think I I still think I didn't fail it. I think I gave it a D minus. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually remember. Maybe that's something to look back on. Yeah, you know, check out the grade breakdowns for the year, which is something that we I think we had in uh, our first yearbook. Yeah, I don't think either of us have given an A plus this year, though. No, I haven't. I think the highest I've given is an a, a. maybe, yeah. mm-hmm. maybe I've given an A. I don't remember. Yeah, but. Oh, well, <laughs> hopefully 2021 is <2021's> better. <laughs> Yeah, 2020 hasn't been an A plus year, so there's no A pluses being handed out. Exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah. still I'm still excited for
0: our duties, though. We haven't really been like I don't think we've been really paying attention to what the other person's watched. And I think there's mm-hmm. stuff that you've watched that I haven't seen or or vice versa. So our list might be a little bit different. Actually, I think our lists are gonna be a lot of bit different. And because that was the thing with last year. I think for the most part we had the same movies on both of our lists. I think the only thing that was, I think you had Ford versus Ferrari on your list, which wasn't on mine. And I think I had villains mm-hmm. on my list, which wasn't on yours. That may be an, the only right. difference. So I don't know. I think maybe maybe this year, the duties, they're gonna it's going to be a little bit different.
1: I don't know. Yeah, definitely going to be different. I mean, who knows? Who knows what's in store? But I definitely don't. Cause I don't even really fully comprehend what day today is. So I've, I've been having, I thought today was Friday for real, dude. I've been all over the place. I have no idea what today was. I was, I was like more than like two thirds of the way through my shift at work today. And and then I had to turn to a manager and be like, what day is it? (laughs) They're like, it's Monday. And I'm like, Oh man, that makes sense. (laughs) Like I fucking get it now. But I'm off tomorrow, which I'm excited about. Nice, nice. No idea what I'm going to do with my day. Probably just edit the podcast. Maybe watch a couple movies because now i gotta, got to catch up because I'm going to smoke your ass this year. <laughs> <laughs> Competition <laughs> is on now. I just kicked it into gear. I was going to say. I'm going to watch like 25 <laughs> movies tomorrow. It's two weeks I'm going to have a like different movie playing on every screen. It's two weeks after the year is end, and we're like, we're changing the rules. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, what is our cutoff? We gotta be cutting it off soon. I I was gonna say I think the episode's gonna come out the first week in February, so our cutoff will probably be in a couple weeks.
1: Well, shit. <laughs> I guess I guess it is what it is, man. Guess it is what it is. It is but what it is. For now, for now, at least we know what we're up to. And today, because you clicked on the episode, you probably already know we're talking about Soul, which is uh, the new Pixar movie, which is streaming by the the fucking conglomerate that is the fucking Mickey Mouse house <laughs> goddamn Disney. <laughs> and uh we talked about Disney had like this huge announcement whatever it was. It was for like their um like their stockholders or whatever and like they dropped all those crazy Marvel trailers. Yeah. And now like dude, like Scarlet Witch is at the time of recording this, Scarlet Witch is like coming out uh or WandaVision is coming out like four days. Yeah, I'm excited, man. And they're dropping the first two episodes on the same day. Yeah. I saw that that? too. That's sweet. I have a feeling. I'm so excited for that. I have a feeling there's a reason behind it. They're probably just like, this show's a
0: little weird. Like you probably need two episodes to get into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm ready for weird. Like I'm fine with weird, but on top of all the Marvel news, Mm -hmm. they even told us some just regular old Disney news. And it kind of actually does relate to Marvel. This is, wait, is this backdoor MCU? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I hit the wrong button.
0: <laughs> I like that. You should definitely keep that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Is this backdoor MCU? Oh, I see what you're saying. I
1: get yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't explain why, but uh, Chris Evans is attached to a, a new Pixar Disney movie that's going to be in production soon called... Is it just called Lightyear? Lightyear, baby. It's the origin to Buzz Lightyear, but not the toy, the man. The man. Yeah. I'm, um... Interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm very
0: curious about it, because they've set up in the Toy Story movies that all the Buzz Lightyears have the same voice and all that. So, I wonder if... Like yeah, I guess like this is this is an imagining of the origin story of the toy or whatever. But like it would be kind of funny if they made this movie almost like like the pitch meeting for the toy. Like it starts. Oh yeah. And, and then that's how they get around it, kind of. Um, I hope it's not just Maybe. like a straight like adventure movie. Um, I hope there's kind of like a like a weirdness to it because I don't know if anyone was really asking for a Buzz Lightyear origin story.
1: No. Nobody was. I think they just saw an opportunity to uh, make some cheddar. I mean, not to say that there's not something that could be done with the story. Maybe they had like a really cool idea. Maybe like somebody working within Pixar like had this idea because a lot of times the people who are attached as directors for these Pixar movies, by the time they're attached as a director, unless it's like a huge name, like like in the early stages of of Pixar. Mm Mm-hmm they would have worked on other Pixar movies in the past, either as like storyboard artists or or in the animation department. So yep. like maybe somebody who has been working on these movies and like is already in there is just like, Hey, like I kind of like have this idea for like a story and like, what if we explored this aspect of the toy story world, like a real person, like, so that's, this person existed in the real world. Also I think that's a weird thing that like it's never acknowledged in the toy story movies that, Buzz Lightyear is basically a toy of a, a real guy.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: I can't think of any action figures when we were kids that were. Oh, I guess the Evil Kennevels, but then they kind of did that with du- uh, Duke Kaboom. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's, like there's like, not really like action strong. figures
1: of like real humans, like historical figures. It's not just like, oh man, did you see the the hottest toy this Christmas? The Abraham Lincoln figure. So is that the is that the premise of it is Buzz Lightyear was a real person and then they made a toy of him? I think so. I think the whole thing is that I think because Chris Evans came out and clarified because people were like upset they're like how is it not Tim Allen, blah blah yeah. blah and then he was just like just to clarify he's like I'm not playing a toy Buzz Lightyear I'm playing the man Buzz Lightyear, like who the toy is based off of basically.
0: Oh okay, that's kind of that's kind of cool. I thought it was gonna just be like the origin that whatever toy company manufactured Buzz Lightyear came up with, like in the pitch meeting, they're like, this is, this is Buzz Lightyear. Like he fucking came from this planet. Like he did all this shit. Now this is, and that we were going to get like the origin story that way. But if he's an actual Mm. person, that's kind of cool. I I wanted to mention this though, because you had said, usually they promote a director from within someone who's worked on a lot of like movies already. And that's exactly the case here. And uh, it, it's Agnes McLean. He's the the director on this. I think it's a he. It's not. I apologize. <laughs> they've worked on Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 2. They're animators. Oh, cool. Yeah, on both those movies. I'm pretty sure there's a Toy Story short that they were also, I think, a voice in. And then they were in the art department as an animator for Wally, along with um, like A Bug's Life and The Incredibles. So they've worked on a lot of stuff. And... Uh, perfect tie with this episode. The writer
1: of Soul is the one of the writers on this movie. Oh, so nice. Mm-hmm. There we go. And this isn't even like a certain segment that we talk about. But yeah, we just felt uh, felt like bringing it up because we're talking Pixar and stuff. But yeah, I don't know how I feel about all this. I mean, I like Chris Evans a lot. Like, I, I thought he was great in Knives Out. Obviously, we know him as like Captain America. Like, I I think he's like really funny. He's very charismatic and stuff. But... That news of like a, a Lightyear movie, I, it doesn't do anything for me. It didn't really get me excited. So I didn't like see that and be like, wow, that's really stupid. But at the same time, I was not like, oh my God. Yeah. Basically the same for me also. I was
0: intrigued, but I also, hmm, I don't know how to, how to phrase this. I'm not like the biggest fan of like Pixar spin off movies. And granted, there aren't a ton, but like Planes comes to mind a little bit. Like that was kind of. A spinoff yeah. thing. I know Pixar didn't didn't do Planes. I don't think. I just didn't like it. I mean, I honestly kind of. I know Finding Dory is a sequel, but I almost felt while watching the movie yeah. that Finding Dory was in some ways a spinoff. But it, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan. I like when they do the original stuff, and I kind of felt like if they're gonna do a Toy Story thing, I would almost just prefer a Toy Story five. Yeah, especially because I know some people were
1: hella pissed that Woody left the gang. <laughs> I know. Yeah, people were salty. Yeah. Man, those are the good old days, though. We saw it with, like, your whole family, right? Yeah, that was fun. It was a good time. That was a good time. Back in the day when you can go to movie theaters in New York, but also go to movie theaters with, like, a crowd. Yeah. <laughs> have <laughs> kind people of around. It. I did go see a movie. I, I did actually go to the movies recently and saw um, Prom- Promising Young Woman. Yeah. I want to see it. Yeah, check it out. I don't think it going to be an episode, though.
0: That's fine, but uh, yeah, that that's one that I was saying. There's stuff that you've seen that I haven't seen. I w- I really want to get to the movies to see that one. You I should, think, you know, just on on the topic of the Buzz Lightyear thing, though. I think it'll be fun seeing Chris Evans in a voice acting role because he doesn't really do that. I think he's only done it yeah. like twice or three times in his career. So we'll see how he is. And I don't think any of the things he's done have been particularly good. So it's cool to see him actually like working on. You're gonna do voice acting, like I would assume. Pixar is like one of the most desired jobs you could get doing it,
1: right? Yeah, they gotta be like the top. Yeah, so I don't know.
0: I think that'd be cool. We'll
1: see. <laughs> we will see. We will trailer park.
0: <laughs>
1: Damn. I gotta say, the trailer park stick is not very accurate.
0: Well, I think, I think it was when I was in the same room as you. You, you went to go do it, and you missed like three times. <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey. I was sitting
1: for even further away than normal <laughs> it's tough not everyone can can it's control hard. it I mean it would be easier if I just if I moved my dresser into the corner that I record in and then I record next to the computer basically and then I can put the soundboard next to my computer and I can sit next to the soundboard but that would make too much sense so I'm not going <laughs> to do it yeah why would you <laughs> Yeah, why would I move my furniture in my room? It just seems like work. <laughs> but what are we talking today? Um, Rumble. I remembered Rumble. You got it. <laughs> I got it. I did. I did have to think about it.
0: Yeah. So like I was
1: trying to picture the movie in my head, and I was just like, "Wait, I don't actually know what this movie like looks like." I know I've seen the trailer. I think I saw the trailer for this when I went to go see Crudes with Logan, mm-hmm. but I don't remember it. <laughs> I, because it was the same thing i went
0: and saw croods and then they played like a million animated trailers this was one that you know i saw the trailer and i was like kind of interested in this and i still kind of am i'm not like even when i saw the trailer i wasn't like wow this looks awesome i was just intrigued because there's some some good star talent ben schwartz uh is a voice in this movie and you know, he, he did a good job as sonic will arnett is the main character Geraldine Viswanathan's been like mm. in a lot of shit lately. Uh she's one of the voices. I don't know, I was just like, yeah, you know, there's there's some good stuff. Also the, the director, they've they've never directed a feature-length film, but they have some credits in some some at least animated bigger budget things like Monsters vs Aliens and uh Shrek 2 and Rise of the Guardians, which was actually kind of a cool mm. movie in 2012. Um, so I was like, oh, that's cool, but the thing that gives me Humongous Pause is the writing on this movie is hell on earth. It's the worst. Oh really? Yeah. Matt Lieberman is the is one of the writers. There's two. He he wrote and it's funny because he's like a newcomer, I guess, in terms of writing, because all of his like credits are fairly recently. So he wrote last year, The Adams Family, and Playing with Fire. Jesus. <laughs> and like already. Yeah, and then th- this year
1: he wrote Scoob and the Christmas Chronicles Part Two. Oh my God! Well, <laughs> so I'm not gonna see this movie, is what you're saying?
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you uh one more, the other writer. No, <laughs> the other writer, Ian Cohen. I'll drop so- I'll just you know something nice first. He was one of the writers on Tropic Thunder.
1: All right. Okay. He's okay. also the
0: writer of Holmes and Watson. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> the first ever double duty award winner yeah Holmes
0: and watson yeah his is wow uh, yeah his writing um is like Holmes and watson get hard uh like men in black three and then oh my god and then i just uh, this is not um politically correct anymore but he did a short in 2007 called <laughs> my wife is retarded
1: Wow, 2007, <laughs> it's not even like, it wasn't cool then either, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> if, like if it was in the 90s, it's like maybe you get a pass because you go back and watch 90s movies and, man, they say some wild shit in them. But 2007, like, bro, <laughs> I mean, maybe it was trying to be, like, edgy and comedic. I'm surprised he get work for all of these, like, kids' movies after seeing like what happened to James Gunn with Disney and some tweets from years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy, he just has that on his resume and they're just like, yeah, you're hired. It's the most blunt title ever. <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> do you want to check this trailer out?
1: Yeah. I did before I knew anything about it. Now I don't, but now I'm stuck, so let's just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Now we have to, <laughs> fuck, fuck you for getting
0: me here. <laughs> yeah, you trapped me.
1: Let's to Are you oh, I remember seeing this trailer now, this okay. Some rumble! of the stuff in the trailer looks
0: cool, right? Like, He's coming. just from, oh, you from the stadium and whatnot. Yeah, yeah.
1: So
0: it is. Uh-huh. Terry Crews. Hey, who wants a selfie? Tentacular! I have got your whole life story tattooed
1: on my body. Yeah. In the long history of Monster Wrestling,
0: there has never been a champion quite like Tentacular.
1: Fans around the world are asking: Is there a challenger out there with the hunger?
0: I know the Tentacular character is the not the main character, the next but next I think the character champion. design on that is really
1: cool. Yeah. What? Alright. I think that's enough for today. <laughs> hey, whose voice is that? Might not look well, like Nets the main character. Is a champion monster oh, inside right. of him. Did he eat one? <laughs> Thank you. That felt great. We seriously need to work on strength and endurance. Fortunately, I know just the thing. Now, uh. I... What? And. Hey. Yeah, that's gonna be a hard no for me. Oh, yeah, it oh, oh. Do it again. And <laughs> again. Again. Oh. That's it. You got it. Oh, boy. Uh, this is my nightmare. Hey, I don't think that's gonna be good. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not
0: too into the. The I guess the joke's in it. It looks like it's going to be a movie yeah. meant, meant only for kids.
1: Yeah, I mean, they might try to pepper in some. See, that's it's tough, man, because it's like on one hand, we want these movies to have stuff in it that is appealing to adults, but I feel like what happens more often is they make a movie for kids, tonally it's for kids, but then they'll jam in some joke that is either like trying to be like slickly sexual or something like that but it's just like it's a misfire. Yeah. Now, yeah, maybe I can't tell all of that just from this trailer, but yeah, just looking at the trailer I'm like, "Ooh, I feel like this movie's going to be real like hollow."
0: Yeah, even the the trailer is pretty hollow. If you watch it, they they literally only show you like three scenes in this whole trailer. It starts with the stadium and then it cuts to your main character getting made fun of by a kid. And then it cuts to a, a bit at the end where he's catching a character. There's like, they really don't something. They don't tell you anything about the movie because I'm pretty sure you can tell that the movie's going to be like, Hey, this guy, he's an underdog. He's going to have to train. And he's going to have to be like the top wrestler of all time or something like that. Yeah. Like that's going to be the whole movie. It just doesn't look like they, they had enough
1: to show maybe because they literally only show three scenes. <laughs> yeah. They don't tell you anything about like, who your main character is, like, what are the motivations like I feel like there's no there's no depth to the trailer at all. Like I'm not saying you gotta give us, you know, everything. Like I don't need to know like a full plot synopsis, but this is literally nothing. It's just here's one guy, here's another guy, here's a joke, the end. It's a very very underwhelming trailer. Yeah,
0: man. I was I was kind of interested just solely based on like like I said when we were watching it think the character models for the monsters look really cool and uh i was kind of like oh this might be like a fun movie to watch just from like a technical standpoint there's certain movies where i'm like i wonder how the characters are rigged like coco is one of them and the octopus from finding dory was another one like i remember i stopped watching the movie like in the theater because i was like i don't know how the fuck they did that like that's really fucking cool (laughs) and uh not that i don't know how they did it but i just think like the the one with the tentacles like looks really cool, looks kind of different. And uh his like anatomy like kind of shape shifts, which is really cool. But other yeah. than, other than the way the look and stuff like that, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be good. And after I looked up the writers, I was like, yeah, I'm <laughs> I've
1: lost faith in this thing. Yeah, man. Like animated movies are always tough. I feel like there's definitely been some that we're excited for, but it takes it takes something else besides just, like, the movie for us to get excited. Like, obviously, like, if Pixar is going to be putting out a new movie, that jumps up on our radar. Uh, depends on, like, what kind of names are attached. Like, but definitely not just actors because there are plenty of great actors who have been in some real dog shit animated movies. Because mm-hmm. it's hard to – I'm sure it's hard to tell as an actor how bad an animated movie is going to be just based off of the script because there's a lot that they can – change in that because it's just like, oh, I just need you to record this line now. Like get get a take as you just say this line because it's not the same as like having footage of somebody. Yeah. And especially if you're gonna animate them completely as a made up character and not try to base the animation like off of their actual movements. Like you're not doing like mocap or anything.
0: With the exception of Pixar, because I think the difference between Pixar and Laika, the difference between them and other studios is they they usually take really mature themes and mold a movie around them. And the stories of those studios typically are much more elevated than other studios. And then I think when it comes to other animated studios like Paramount and DreamWorks and uh I'm trying to think like Sony and stuff like that. I think a lot of what makes or breaks those movies is the talent they have behind the voices and how good they are. Cause that's one thing when they get these people in the studio, there's a lot of times they're just like, I'm going to like give you a ton of different takes, or I'm going to give you a bunch of different jokes and stuff like that. And you can like use whatever you want. Cause yeah, obviously they, they animate around the voice. Like they can, they can start blocking out scenes and stuff like that. But the, the dialogue and stuff like that, they have to wait until they have all the, the audio to do that. And I think of just like some of my favorite animated movies that aren't from like, you know, Pixar, Disney, or or Leica, and like, like Horton Hears a Who comes to mind, just because I think Jim Carrey's really fucking funny as that character, same thing with Steve Carell, and they're great, you know, voice actors, mm-hmm. so this definitely seems like it's not gonna be anything special. Also, just like, I like Will Arnett, but like, Will Arnett's typically not like, in a lot of great stuff, you know. But he has yeah, been, a, I guess, he has been a good voice actor, though. I will say that because
1: I thought he was really funny in Batman. Yeah, he's great as the Lego Batman character. I mean, I love Will Arnett. I I got a soft spot for him. Even some of his movies that are like quote unquote like bad, I still enjoy him in them. Like, um, let's go to prison and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that that one's good. I like the the Solomon brothers or the Brother Solomon. Oh, I forgot about that one. That, uh, that movie. Dude, it's so weird. It's so good. It's really dumb, but love it, love it, love him. And I like Ben Schwartz a lot. I think I talked about him a lot on. I mean, we definitely talked about him a lot on uh, Sonic. But in anticipation, I th- I feel like I mentioned a lot that like I'm a big fan of him and like his work. So I don't know. I would I would want it to be good. Like obviously, like especially if we're gonna have to go see it, I would want it to be good. But yeah, I think they need to make a new trailer to like kind of give us something else to like just let us know what exactly this movie is. Because from this one, I got nothing. I got nothing for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And just on topic with uh with Will Arnett, I think my favorite Will Arnett moment period is is Babe Wait from Hot Rod. Oh yeah, it's you know so part- good. <laughs> he's smacking yeah, babe, the wait. car seat babe
1: <laughs> babe wait
0: <laughs> babe just... wait <laughs>
1: so uh, good he's amazing in like everything he's so good at playing like that douchey character too like that arrogant cock blades of glory There you yeah go. oh you know what I just realized what it's funny because I'm just like
0: like Horton Hears- he's in Horton here's a who he's the villain he's the bird in Horton here's a who Oh, there you go. Yeah, so maybe maybe this will be good, but uh, <laughs> don't really have much faith in this. I like Will Arnett. I typically I don't think his movies are very good, but we'll see. We'll see how it how this turns out. I have a feeling this is gonna be one of those ones where it's like, yeah, it doesn't do like much harm, but it's like not really anything for adults to appreciate. It's like strictly just a kids movie.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. We'll keep our eyes peeled. But until then, do you want to just like, I don't know, get the fuck out of this trailer park? I guess so. I guess we can do that. Nice. Because <laughs> I have been dying to talk to you about soul. Yeah, I know. And I was
0: even going to mention that on this episode, but let me just get through the the, the shit and then we'll, we'll go. I'll go right back to what you're just saying, but. Uh, Pete Doctor. Yeah. he is the uh, director on this movie, along with Kemp Powers. Pete Doctor was the director on, I'm pretty sure, Monsters, Inc. and Up and Inside Out. I know Inside Out for sure. Wow. Because I think Soul and Inside Out are going to get p- compared a little bit. But yeah, he's he's one of the directors and the other director, Kemp Powers, uh, he's this is his first time directing a movie. Pete doctor is also a writer on the movie along with Kemp powers and Mike Jones is the other writer. So there's three on there, but as far as writing credentials, Pete doctors was also a writer on toy story one and two and monsters Inc along with Wally up and inside out. So I mean, Oh my God. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's yeah, like, that's a track record. Yeah. He's, he's definitely one of the, the guys at Pixar and, uh, I mean, I would say Up and WALL-E and maybe even Inside Out to a certain extent are probably the most mature Pixar movies, and I think this movie follows along with that. Yeah. The cast is mainly Jamie Foxx playing Joe and Tina Fey playing 22. Those are really your two characters, but... There's a bunch of other people that are in the movie that that pop in or have smaller roles uh, that I was really like stoked to see. David Diggs shows up for a hot second in this movie. Uh, Rachel House, yep. Alex Braga. So, yeah, I I really like the voice cast on this movie, but really it's Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey pulling 90% of this movie. I wanted to say this though because normally I feel like when we do animated movies it's not I wouldn't say that I'm more excited to do them, but I think there maybe there's more nuance to the movie that I appreciate, yeah that
1: I might not catch cuz I'm I'm not aware of how like the process is of doing it.
0: Yeah, and I was very excited to do this review strictly because you had seen this movie before I did and you texted mm-hmm. me and you were like yeah. you have to watch it. I need to talk to you about it. So I was like, "Oh, sh-. like I'm really curious what what you want to talk about." So let's just start it off. You pick where you want to start off on this one.
1: Okay, so I know we talked about in the trailer park that we did for this, the is like, some of, like, the character design stuff and, like, how, like, it's realistic looking when they're, like, up in up in the overworld, like, in New York and stuff like that. And then, like, in the trailer, he, like, drops down and you see, like, these, like, blue kind of, like, ghostly looking things. And we were like, oh, that's, like, interesting. Like, that's kind of cool. And, like, I wonder how that looks. And it's was like, oh, it's kind of, like, soft and blah, blah, blah. So... I was watching this movie, man, and like my first my first note is just like beautiful opening scene. Like not only does it look great, but just like what the scene is, I'm like, wow, this is like this is really good. Like I'm like this is this opening is like fucking grabbing me immediately. Mm-hmm. It's weird because it's not really like spoilers. It's literally like the first 15 to 20 minutes of this movie, I don't think a movie has grabbed me like that in a long time. I was floored by the way that this movie looked, especially, and again, this isn't a spoiler because it's literally the entire premise of the movie, but like when he first like drops and is like falling through into like the Great Beyond or like to the the stairway to the Great Beyond. Mm -hmm. I was like, my jaw fucking hit the floor. That's when I texted you. I was watching that happen and as soon as it was done and like that whole that whole thing i was like oh my god like this looks so fucking cool yeah
0: i'm just going to talk about that one part real quick and then i'll hit how i feel about the way it looks but i think the part that i was like holy shit like that looks fucking awesome and there's a lot of things that kind of continue with this um kind of like aesthetic a little bit but mm-hmm. it's when he's when he's standing on that like it's like bridge to the great beyond. And it's just like yeah. a, like almost like a wormhole of stars. And it's just like moving in. I was like, that looks
1: wild. Like that looks really yeah, cool dude. for a Pixar movie. Very unique. Like the scene when he's like falling into it though. And like the animation style changes and it almost looks like this 2d, very minimalist, just white drawn on black, like black background. I was like, this is really fucking cool. Like I've never seen them like do this before. And it yeah. was just, there's like, it It feels like there's all of these different animation styles coexisting in these different planes. And like, also um, like all of the characters who are in the great beyond, like these, like the, like kind of like beings that have just been there for all time, all the Jerry's and Darys, Mm-hmm. They like, they're drawn and they look different than like the other souls that are there. And then that looks different. Like, all the different worlds look very unique from each other. And like the way that they like interact, like with each other, I was like, wow, they're like pushing it. Like this felt really fucking cool. Like, like they knew they were like, obviously like if every soul like looks the same, it's going to be like, oh, boring. Like, you know, same character model, blah, blah, blah. It makes sense in the context because like, if you have like clean slate, whatever, but even with that, they were like, oh well, we know how we can spice this up and we know how we can make all these different these different elements come together. And I thought it was just like really fucking cool.
0: Yeah. I said on a few episodes ago when we did the Spongebob movie. I was like, the Spongebob movie is by far my favorite animated movie that I've watched so far this year. And now it's this. This is much better. <laughs> and I think the Spongebob movie looked yeah. really cool, but this is awesome. The only movie that I wanna watch that I haven't seen that's animated that I think maybe could like come close if ish granted. I'm not as big of a fan of the aesthetic, but I've heard great things about Wolfwalkers, but yeah, man, this is, this is so cool. And I think a big reason why I like it so much is we've talked a lot about, I don't know if it's, if we've talked so much about it, but it's just been a thing that has been a talking point with Pixar the last few years, especially when they've like rebooted um, some of their franchises, like when, um, the Incredibles 2 came out and they were comparing the like yeah. wow, like you could see like the fibers on the the their uniforms and like their like sweaters and stuff like that. And then even when we did Toy Story, we were like, wow, like there's such a like an uptick in the just like the fidelity of everything on on screen, even though they're just like plastic and all that. And yeah, when it comes to this movie, this is like one of the first movies that Pixar's done where they actually tried to kind of go more into like the realism a little bit. And the movie is very stylized, but it starts up with really just like a regular human environment. You're in the city. And the only other ones that I can think of that really like focus mainly around like the world and try to make it look a little bit more realistic are kind of brave, but I I don't think brave to this degree. And maybe the beginning of Coco but Coco is also very stylized. Mm-hmm. This is, this seems way more like we're going to really try and like, we'll give you like stylized looking characters, but the world around them is going to look real. And, uh, yeah, and so I was just like, damn, like this is, this is crazy. Cause obviously it's animated, but the detail they're getting in like every texture and like the world that they're building is nuts. And then as soon as he falls, this movie becomes extremely abstract, both in concept and in look and it's by far the most abstract Pixar movie that they've ever done. So it's almost in, in like yeah. it's almost simultaneously the most abstract and and the most detailed Pixar movie they've ever done.
1: Yeah, dude, I fucking I was like losing it over like how much I was enjoying the animation and just all the different changes and all the different uh like just like the way these characters moved and like interacted with other the, these other differently looking characters. I was like, "Fuck, this is really cool and i'm like i'm glad you mentioned like the realism especially like in the new york scenes because i wrote down like uh this is a point like later in the movie where um there's some stuff that happens in in new york and i was like they did a really good job like recreating the look and feel of new york city without it because like, i feel like a lot of times with um with animated movies like i'm thinking about uh like secret life of pets the first one and like when they're walking on the street and maybe it's because they're like pets or whatever so like the camera's like low on the ground with them but like i feel like it makes the streets feel really wide like they really like open up the city a little bit and like add like a lot of like vivid like they try to make it like brighter and stuff but Mm -hmm. this movie like i felt like everything was like proportioned correctly it didn't feel like they were exaggerating anything like they really were just trying to nail like how tight the city streets feel when there's like people and there's garbage and there's you know, cars parked and there's cars driving down the road and stuff like they did it justice, like with the congestion and with like the excitement of being like caught up in like the rat race of Manhattan. Yeah. You know what, you know what I love just like in terms of like the actual
0: animation, not the look, but the, the animation I, and I don't know why I I felt so like blown away by it, but I loved watching any scene where he's playing the piano and the, oh, so good. Like the, the finger work that they, they did when they rigged it and all that stuff and what's happening on screen is actually what would be happening when you're playing a real piano and stuff like that thought that was all mm-hmm. done expertly because they obviously had to study someone to do that just over, overall the look of the movie is second to none at least this year like I, I really like this
1: yeah dude and they had another Pixar movie out early this year with Onward and mm-hmm. I feel like for two Pixar movies to come out in the same year is pretty rare but also this and I liked Onward but this like the animation in this I feel like is somehow still a huge huge step up to Onward. Yeah, I definitely agree. We said it when we did our Onward episode like we both really liked the the movie but
0: we I think we both felt like we had seen that before.
1: Yeah, like it was it's kind of like middling for Pixar. Like it didn't really do anything it didn't have that Pixar like I'll say this this movie felt like a Pixar movie it's like one of those movies like because that's always been like a like a thing with Pixar it's like they come out and it's like mind-blowingly like it's gorgeous movie like it's super fun like kids will enjoy it but also it's like supremely deep and impactful and like will try to make it's gonna make you cry like it's gonna try to make grown-ups cry and like I feel like Onward had a little bit of that, but it just wasn't the same. Like, this feels like it's, like, the Pixar movie of the year, you know? No, it, def- it definitely
0: is. And yet, you were talking about, like, movies that, like, hit you real hard emotionally from Pixar. Like, definitely, this movie is very deep in terms of uh its, like, subject matter. I- there's a couple of questions I want to ask you, but I was going to say, like, the other movies that kind of, like, I feel... Feel like hit you this hard in terms of what's going on is like all the ones that he's been involved in that uh pete doctor's yeah. been involved in like up inside out i know there's people that don't really love inside it inside out hits me pretty hard especially towards the end and then wally like wally's like very mature for its themes so this feels like pixar firing on all cylinders i was just like man this is on point this is really fucking good definitely do we do we want to get into like writing and stuff like that? Like I don't I don't know where you want to go. I was actually going to let you
1: like lead this one cuz I was really interested in what you had to say. Yeah, well a lot of like what I was super excited to like kind of talk about and hear about your opinions on were like those animation details that we just touched on is it's just like um just like the different styles and like how like it just feels like there's so many different styles in this movie, like, like you mentioned, like perfectly, like that, the juxtaposition between like the very realistic animation when they're on earth and then it becoming like really abstract and different and not only different within the movie, but different from like anything else we've really seen Pixar do. Like I'd say, even though like, I, I think there's going to be like similarities drawn between this and inside out in no way did I feel like the characters felt the same like it still Mm -hmm. felt like very different and like unique to this movie this can segue us into the writing this movie is funny like i laughed a good amount during this movie and not just like you know the cheesy cheap laughs where you're just like "Hmm," like yeah that was kind of cute or that was stupid like there's some legitimately good jokes in here and some of it's kind of dark because the just the uh the nature of this movie is like very mature like very fucking mature like is this a kid's movie That's what I was going to ask you this, because I think (laughs) it's
0: dark. It's existential. Did you watch this with Logan or no? I think I asked you that. No, 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 I didn't. Okay, Yeah, I was I was curious because I was just like, I don't don't know if this is a kid's movie. Like and even the jokes that you're talking about. Yeah. Like there were some jokes that I thought were really funny. One in particular, they they take a jab at the New York Knicks, which is like probably something only like
1: I was dying. I was cracking the fuck up. That was the funniest shit. Yeah,
0: that was, I think that's my favorite joke in the whole movie, but there's like a bunch yeah. of really good, like other, other uh, jokes in the movie. I'm trying to remember the one, but it was, it deals, was it Abraham Lincoln and he finds out who they put, like they put him on the penny. Yeah. Now that, it's that just joke's like, really that is good. fine.
1: It is an honor. Yeah. Jackson's on the 20. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so good. That was something that like, I actually kind of
0: wasn't like expecting because I was watching it, and the subject matter, like you said, is, is definitely dark, and, like, for at least the beginning of the movie, I was kind of like, this is kind of heavy. And then they, like, interspersed some, like, really, really good jokes in there that break it up. The next one was by far my favorite. I, I laughed out loud at that part.
1: Yeah, and it's like, I wonder how many people, like, I feel like there's even adults who wouldn't necessarily get that, because it's like, if you don't know basketball, or if you're, like, not from New York, like, as New Yorkers, we're like, yeah, of course that's a joke, because... The yeah. Knicks have sucked for such a long time. <laughs> yeah. That's but. I think it's funny. Plus, it's so I, good. I I, York, yeah. I hate
0: New York sports.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, now I don't because the Nets moved to Brooklyn however many years ago. So now I like a New York team. I wanted to ask you this though. I don't know, It's it's tough because I don't want to get
0: into too many spoilers, but something that I it's both a pro and a con. I I don't really know how I feel about it. That's why I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? In terms of how abstract the concept of the movie is. Oh, I
1: was into it. Were you? Dude, yeah. Especially like topics like this really like speak to me. Like I always really enjoy going into deep conversations about like death and like, you know, what comes after, what what was there before, like not not necessarily in like a religious context, but just in like a just like a universal context. And I think that's something that this movie does like really well by not making it religious or religion based and really just focusing on the spirit side of it or like the existential side of it and mm-hmm. like or even just i don't know like it the just human like, dynamic of it yeah and it just like posits some like really interesting ideas that are non-denominational and i feel like it makes this movie more open to a number of audiences and it kind of like, gently touches on just, like, well, yeah, the Great Beyond is, like, whatever, like, you believe to see it as. So, it's, like, it doesn't matter if if it's uh, Christian or Judaism or Muslim or whatever. It's, like, you could all be there because you'll just all see it in a different way type thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's... I think this movie is fucking beautiful. Like, I think I wrote down four times. I'm, like, wow, this mo- movie is beautiful. Not just to look at, but, like, what it's talking about. And I think it's crazy that this is a kid's movie because it's, like, kids don't need to worry themselves about this. Like, this is a movie that makes adults watch it and go, fuck, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) Like, this is a movie that's, like, gonna wake up a lot of people and turn them into, like, this this is how you turn your life around, guy. Watch Soul. Yeah. We
0: had, at least I had, I I can't remember, but the theme of this movie kind of being, like, like, find your way and like, even, like, as, like, you're, you know, you're a little bit older, like, you could... You can still figure out what makes you happy in life. That really resonated with me. And I'd mentioned something similar on our King of Staten Island episode, but like definitely been in that place where I'm like, I feel like I'm just not doing what I want to do in life. And so I was like watching it. And I was just like, this is really hitting me. Like me in particular, that was something that I had talked to a little bit with onward where I was like the themes in this movie, like are resonating with me, but I don't know if they're going to, I feel like a lot of people have been in this position in this, in, in soul. Like I feel like most people have had a conversation with themselves. Like,
1: am I happy with what I've accomplished so far or or what do I, you know, what am I doing right now? And what are my goals? Like, what am I really like working towards and stuff like that? Yeah. I feel like this movie, the the message is a little bit more transcendent than onwards. Yeah. I feel like onwards is like, kind of not like super specific. I mean, it doesn't just have to be like, yeah, you're only going to resonate with this movie. If your dad was like a wizard who like disappeared or something, <laughs> I feel like the dynamics in this movie make it so, cause there is like that familial stuff and like that whole, Oh my God. Like the scene where with him and his mother, I was like, Whoa, dude, like what the fuck are they trying to do to people? Like this movie was <laughs> do, designed to like, I mean, I think the timing of it is amazing, too, because I'm sure there's a lot of people who have, like, after, like, being, like, in the pandemic and maybe, like, you losing your job or your job is shut down and you can't work, so you have to find something else. And, like, I'm sure there's a lot of people who had gone through, like, existential crisis during all of this and trying to, like, figure out, like, well, what does it – what does it really mean to, like, be happy? What does it really mean to, like, have this ambition or, like, this spark? You know, can I be happy not doing the thing that I thought I always wanted to do. Like, Oh, I always dreamt of being this when I grew up. And then you don't have that because you have a more realistic thing or, you know, life just changes and moves you in a different direction. And then do you sit and you, you stew about that and you let that drag you down? Or do you see like that just because you didn't become the thing you wanted to be when you were fucking 10 doesn't mean that you still can't have one that be part of your life. And also just be, like, okay and content with, like, where you are. And -hmm. if you're not, then what do you do? Like, this movie's fucking deep, bro. Like, it's fucking deep. I can't believe it. I was like, what the fuck are you doing to me? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, man. I'm trying to think of another Pixar movie. And there's, I think Wally qualifies and I think Up and stuff like that. But in general, like, I feel like the themes in this movie are the themes that would be in, like... (laughs) like almost like a Christopher Nolan type movie where we're like after the movie, like we need to break this down. Like there's so much to think about. Like it's a movie that implants things in your mind that you're going to think about and they're actually important things to think about. And uh, I couldn't really think of another Pixar movie that that did that. And I I was super impressed. The reason though that I asked about the abstract like nature of it, Like, visually, I really like it. Conceptually, I think it's really cool. And, you know, like I'm saying, it makes you think about it. But then, at times, I almost felt like it was almost too abstract because there's things in the movie that they can kind of just, like, make up and you have to accept that that's how it it is. Like, I felt like later on in the movie, they were introducing some ideas that were just like, oh, yeah, and this is also how it is. Trying to be non-spoilery, but...
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we can probably get into spoilers by now.
0: Yeah, yeah, honestly, like... There's not a ton that I want to, I want to, I do want to say this. I think Jamie Foxx is really good as
1: a voice actor. I would like to see Dude, him do more He's amazing. He, he's so fucking good. Like he's really good in like almost everything. Yeah. I won't forget about you. Amazing Spider-Man too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really hope that he does more
0: voice acting Because off the top of my head. I don't know if I can think of anything that he's done. Like, has he, has
1: he been a, vo- a voice actor yet? I don't know. I feel like he probably has in like one of those like really large ensemble movies, like a Zootopia or something like that, or maybe like Sing or I don't know, like, mm. yeah. I feel like he has to have done voice acting before this, but you know what? You never know. Well, I guess we could know. I'll look it up right now. I don't think he's been definitely not a Pixar. Maybe he was in Rio. I only saw Rio once. Yeah, no, but, definitely not in
0: Pixar, but regardless, I was like, I think it also is, is a, uh, a product of his personality. Like I've watched stuff with, with just like him talking like in interviews and stuff like that. And he's so charismatic. He's, he's so so much fun to listen to. And uh, I feel like he's a perfect guy to have in a sound booth that can just do different takes and different reflections and stuff like that. And obviously I knew it was his voice. He became this character. Like he was really good in it. And I thought Tina Fey was, was good. I don't think she did as much. That was like blow me away a little bit but i also think her character is a little bit one note for a lot of the movie so maybe it was but by
1: design i don't know if that makes sense but her character is definitely no, it, it kind of does okay because i mean i think that was the whole point was that she was stuck in her ways and whatnot and not not like opening up to the world mm-hmm. yeah because she had never seen the world so true but yeah you want to get into spoilers yeah let's well, uh because i don't have like a ton of notes that are I honestly don't even have a lot of like, notes that are spoilers. Like, I really... I would like to talk a, more deeply about, like, the themes, like some of the characters and just, like, some of the stuff with that. And, like, I guess some of the things I enjoyed are kind of spoilery just in the sense of, like, um, specific, like, moments. But, yeah. There's there's actually two
0: things that I want to talk about in particular. They're really my only negatives on the movie, but into like to talk about them specifically, you have to get into spoilers. So... Um, those things I would actually like to talk about too.
1: Why don't you start me off with one of those? All right. Well, now
0: I'm interested. Okay. One, the reason I left this for spoilers is I don't think that this was in the trailer. And if it was, I just, I didn't forget it. But the middle ish of the movie there's probably mm-hmm. a good like half hour where certain characters like get swapped into different bodies. And our main character, Joe gets put into a cat's body. Wasn't really the biggest fan of like, what was going on during
1: that time. So same when that happened, my reaction was literally just, I went, huh? (laughs) Like I wasn't necessarily like, oh, that's stupid. But I was like, well, this took an interesting turn.
0: Yeah. For me, like, well, one thing, like I don't like brave and that's like a big plot point in brave. And these movies are completely different, but I was just kind of like, I just don't like that. Like, I don't like the, the consciousness of one person getting put into like an animal, it it bothers me a little bit, but yeah. for me, like the story itself is very, like we were saying, it's very abstract. It, it makes you think and stuff like that. And during the, the sections of the, of the movie, they're, they're giving you some really good conversations with characters, but for the most part, the movie for about a half hour kind of becomes a like, okay, we need to go here. We need to do this. Oh, we need to go here and get like my pants like sewn or whatever. Oh, we need to go here. And it's just kind of like moving from one place to the other to the other. And I felt like all those like deeper meanings and stuff got put on hold for about a half hour. Not to say that like completely because they still have, you know, really good moments between characters. But in general, I just felt like first act is so good and it sets up so much. And like for me, like I'm loving all the abstract stuff in it i like that the you know the one guy is almost like the foil in the movies in like the filing room and stuff and he's trying to make his way back to earth and then he does and then he, it's just kind of like a they're almost doing like fetch quests for, for like a half hour and yeah that wasn't the like i didn't really enjoy that part as much as i was the rest of the movie
1: yeah it's definitely the weaker part of the movie but i see how it was necessary and like at least i'll say this it's a weaker part of the movie but I think it does do a good job at least still uh pushing story further, you know? Like it was necessary for 22 to have those experiences on earth yeah. so that when they got back it can put all of those events in motion. Mm-hmm. So at least it wasn't like completely wasted even though it was definitely a little bit of a like a step down from like what everything else that they were doing with the rest of the movie. Like, it's definitely a lull, but it happens where the lull is supposed to happen, which is in the second act. That's, like, when it, that's when that is supposed to be, you know? Yeah. I wasn't, like, too offended by it. I mean, I, I don't think you were either. It doesn't sound like it's, like, a... Yeah, no, it's like,
0: it wasn't as interesting for me, but similar to what you're saying also, like, I kind of think if I watch this again, I'm going to appreciate it a little bit more because on first viewing while it's happening i was kind of like this is like a little bit boring compared to everything else but it does serve like a big purpose and i actually think like going back and seeing those moments are going to be more impactful on a second viewing because i haven't watched this a second time yet either i guess this is also a spoiler i'll just mention this like they're pretty subtle with it at least i felt like they were like I, that. that's another reason why i was like i don't know if they're gonna this is gonna like hit a kid because she experienced all of these small moments. I think she's just kind of like, I love the small moments on earth. Like I just love living. I don't know if a kid's going to yeah. pick up on that. They're going to be like, oh, why does he love that leaf so much? <laughs>
1: but- <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like it feels like this movie was very deeply like directed towards adults. Like the themes are too adult because like I don't think children are worried like, what have I done with my life so far? It's like, <laughs> bitch, you had fucking playtime and drink juice, like. Yeah, I think on second viewing, I'll
0: probably enjoy it a little bit more. But on first viewing, I think the second act lags a little
1: bit. No, you're definitely not wrong. I, I had a the, the little bit of the same notes with that as well. But something that happens towards that middle act, in that middle act, that I loved. Actually, let me let me jump back a little bit. One of my biggest laughs was when they first landed back in the wrong bodies and Joe's in the cat. And then she's like, Oh, my soul's in your body. He's like, well, if my soul's in this body, where's the cat? And then the, he just, it just immediately cuts to the cat, just like on the walkway towards the great beyond. And I died. I was like, that's <laughs> the funniest, funniest shit. Like this poor cat. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, there's some characters that get introduced. I'd say, that's pretty weak. Like the, um, these like kind of side characters that kind of trinkle in and out and stuff like that. Like in terms of, um, needing them there, I feel like the, the connection is fairly loose, but I loved the sign twirling guy. Yeah. When you meet him in the the great before or the great between or however you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And he's like this weird, like quirky, like piratey guy. Like, I was like, oh, this is like a weird character. I don't really like that. Like it's like too over the top, or whatever. But then when you meet him in the real world in New York and you see the guy and like, you know, having lived in New York and looking at people like him all the time, I'm like, oh my God, that is the f- fucking perfect. That's exactly one of those guys. Like it's yeah. so, I thought it was so funny. Like I really liked his character a lot. Once we got to see him in person and like see how the human was, I was like, yeah, that's a hundred percent. Like I've seen that guy on the streets of the city, like a hundred times. Like it was perfect. I it's, it's also funny. Cause I feel like some of the conversations
0: that happen in this movie or that this movie makes you have are conversations that people would usually like attribute to like, like a hippie guy like that. They'd just be like, yeah, man, like the great beyond. And then it's like, he's like the guy that has it all like all figured out. Like in his head, like he knows everything. Yeah. Like, yeah I thought that was cool. One other thing that, like, just for me, I guess it's a little spoilery. And then this is probably the only other thing that I really, no, there's there's one other thing that I think is really cool that I wanted to talk about. But one that's, it's a little bit of a negative to me. It's not that I dislike the ending because I really like the message of the movie. But the movie kind of just ends. I think I already know. Yeah, I already know where you're going. Yeah, like, the movie ended, and I was surprised it ended. I don't think that there is really a need for kind of what I was hoping for. But I just feel like the ending felt so abrupt that I I would have actually liked to have seen what became of 22, like what kind of person she is, even if it was just like a little bit of a montage, because it's like the movie ends literally with them just saying the meaning of the movie to you, basically. <laughs> and then it just cuts to black. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Even if like during the credits, it because that was definitely is very jarring, the end. I understand their decision not to cause like, obviously I think people are just like, Oh, but then like, do they ever meet again? It's like, what would the odds be of that? How would they know? And it's like, obviously you are not like, once your soul enters a body, like you're not cognizant of that time that you spent in the great before. So like, even if he scoured the whole earth, he would never know if he actually met her because she wouldn't have any recollection of, doing any of that stuff yeah i don't i don't want them to meet i it would have been cool to have seen like
0: you know the the person
1: that 22 becomes or or whatever um like even if like it was a photo montage during the credits of like pictures like of 22 like growing up and stuff like whatever her family was and like has nothing to do with joe but then like one of them like like maybe it's a family picture and they're taking a picture in front of the empire state building and in the background of that picture you see joe and he's just like walking by in the background is just part of like like that would have been like a cool touch where like they did cross paths again and neither of them had any idea yeah you know? mm-hmm. that would have been like a cool. little little easter egg type thing like that that would have been like just like the icing on the cake to make it be like wow this movie's fucking awesome like really crazy good yeah Yeah, yeah, I I definitely get where you're coming from with that. I was happy that it didn't answer too much because the movie itself is so open and existential that I feel like you can't put a bow on everything because it's literally impossible. Like, that's the whole point of, like, these types of conversations is that there is no answer. None of us know because you can't know. There is no way to know. So, uh, yeah, I was kind of okay with the ambiguity, or not the ambiguity because I guess, like, the meaning of the movie is very transparent and it's kind of transparent throughout all of it. I didn't need like too many answers. You know what I did think was weird. They mentioned twice this woman in Joe's life that he didn't contact with. It was weird that they never, that never came back around in like any way. It's not like they ever accidentally like bumped into her or like he called or like left a voicemail or something like that. Or like, it was just like they mentioned it twice. It's like, Oh, you loved someone before. It's like, you should call them. Like, no, no. (laughs) <laughs> and then that's it. Like that never got picked back up. So I was, it was kind of like, did I need like a romance angle of this movie? No, but it just felt weird that they brought it up for a seemingly no reason. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Like, I feel like they were already doing enough to show how much he is unappreciative of, of like the fucking, the good things that he does have. Like he doesn't actually see the good things that are in his life Or I feel like he didn't need this whole factor of like a lost love. Yeah, especially if it's not paid off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's like the only other like negative I would have, and even that it's not like huge or anything. Like I said, I I probably prefer that they didn't do like a love angle in the movie because I feel like that would have detracted from like the, the greater meaning of the movie. Like, it's not about love. It's just about it's about life and appreciating life, not life because you're with somebody. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was I was okay with it at the same time. I was just kind of like, why'd you do that? Yeah. The one thing I will say also,
0: like just about the ending, something that I thought they were going to do, they don't. And it's funny because I was just like, I thought this was going to happen. And I'm like, oh, I'm so smart. I'm, I know what's going to happen. But then in hindsight, I'm like, I'm glad they didn't do that because what they did was way smarter. But what I thought was going to happen the whole time is that he was going to realize that like his passion in life is actually teaching and then he would be happy. But like, I like, I like that the movie's way more, I don't know if it's abstract is the word or, or whatever, but it's just a lot more open in terms of just like, no, like the way that you live your life really is, is, is what, you know, you have to live life to the fullest. It's not so much of like material things or even like necessarily doing a specific thing, like as your job to make money. Like that's not what matters. It's, it's about being happy in life. And so, so I was just like, no, yeah. that's,
1: that's way better that they did that. Yeah. And I really like that this movie does a really good job, like taking you on your character, your main character's journey, because you spend the whole movie, like they're trying to figure out 22 spark so that she can have a life on earth and stuff like that. And it's all through Joe's lens and he sees like this spark. It's like, yeah, that's your purpose. That's the reason why you're, you're, put on earth is so that you can do this thing. He's like, I was put here to like play piano and do this and stuff. But then that, that one line when he's up there, he's like, but, but like, what's her spark? Like, what's her purpose? And the, the Jerry's like purpose. Like who said a spark is your purpose. Yeah. And like, he just walks off. He's like, what are you talking about? Like you fucking psycho. <laughs> and just like how, just how flippant he was to just be like, like a spark's not a purpose. And then he just like leaves. And it's just like, Whoa, dude. Like, cause for me, I was like, yeah, what's her spark? What's her purpose? I'm like, yeah, cause I'm, we're getting this information through the lens of our, our protagonist and he's looking at it through that way. So I'm like, on board. I'm like, yeah, I wonder what her purpose is going to be. I wonder what, and it makes you think it's like, man, we, like, I have a spark for music. But what's my purpose? And then he hits you with that and it's like, whoa, fuck, I have no purpose. Life is meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but not like, I, I thought that was brilliant the way that they did that. And they just like kind of just boom, like hit it, hit you with that. Cause like the movie posits this idea that this, your spark is your purpose. And then it just takes it away from you and be like, no, it's not. You can, you can have a spark that, for all sorts of things. It's, that's just like the joy, like where, where, how do you connect to the deeper like universe? And like, where do you pull joy from? What things make you happy? But that doesn't mean that has to be like, your entire life is devoted to that one thing. It's like, you can do all sorts of things with your life. Yeah. Yeah. I think in life in
0: general, like I feel like people say like my purpose on this planet is X. Like they, they say that, but I, I, in general, I just, I love that the theme of this movie is not like everyone has a purpose. We're on this earth. We're just passing by basically. And it's what you do with the time you're here to make you happy, that matters. And, uh, yeah, I
1: I just think it's really cool. Yeah. This was a very interesting watch. I was, um, I think we were pretty excited even in the trailer park. We're like, Oh, this looks like it's going to be cool. Like it's obviously Pixar movie. We like that. Jamie Foxx. He's great. So like we had excitement, but then after watching it, I was just like, Oh damn. Like it's really kind of blew me away. I was, I was super into it. Nice. I think the, the, the themes in the movie are awesome. I think the movie
0: looks amazing. And I, th- I think the voice acting and like the comedy in it is great. The difference between doing a review on this movie and other like, you know, animated movies is I think a lot of other animated movies we would get caught up on kind of like the journey or the story that the characters take. But this movie is more so the whole movie revolves around like the theme and the lesson that it teaches you. So I feel like we yeah. hit really everything that I I'd, I'd want to talk about. I'm also just thinking about I'm like this is probably the longest that we've ever talked about an animated movie on our show. Like probably yeah, probably like, probably like our first couple episodes are like Spider-Verse and like you know Lego Movie 2. They're probably longer just because we went way too long. So we said the whole plot, but I definitely think just in terms of reviewing a movie and talking about it, this is the longest we've ever talked about an animated movie on the show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. So, all right. You want to throw that line to me, Colin? Do you have any tomato tomatoes?
0: <laughs> <laughs> give them to me. I couldn't do it on my own. <laughs> I needed you to give me what me. I want.
1: Give me what I want. Give, give, me, those tomatoes. give me my money.
0: <laughs> tomato tomato tomato. The critics they're bringing this in at 96%. Okay, it's a, like an A audience, tomato, 88%. So yeah. a B
1: plus, A to a B plus. Yeah, all right. Um, I'm not going to front and make believe. I'm like, Oh man, I don't know. I don't know where to go. Um, I'm going to say tomato. Mm -hmm. Uh, I gave this an a nice, nice. I'm like right on with the critics.
0: Nice. Yeah. For me, um, I went tomato. I went a minus. Very nice. Yeah. I, for me, like it's just the second act and like kind of the abruptness of the ending that brought it down a little bit. And I'd be shocked if I like wolf walkers more than this. Like, it's the best animated movie to come out this year. I think,
1: I think by far actually. Yeah. Hands down. This is up there. Like I'm glad this didn't come out the same year as like Spider-Verse because like they do very different things. I think Spider-Verse I might enjoy better just like resonates with me better. But like this is a heavy contender. Like I think those are the top two. Like those are like the fucking creme de la creme when it comes to like movies, like animated movies we've been able to talk about on this show. Like, Those two stand like head and shoulders above every other fucking movie for me. Yeah, same. I'm trying to think, like, this is my favorite
0: animated movie from this year. And I am fairly certain that it's my favorite movie if it had come out last year. And then, yeah, Yeah. I guess it would have to compete with Spider-Verse. And I love Spider-Verse, but I don't know. They're close because they do different things. I think I'd rather yeah. watch Spider-Verse again just because it's really funny and it's a it's a subject like it's it's comic books. I love that shit. Yeah. But yeah, you get a lot out of this movie. This is this is by far like one of the best animated movies to come out in the last like 3 or 4 years, I would say. Yeah,
1: 100%. Couldn't agree more, sir. But now I have to find my purpose, <laughs> which these days it's just fucking being cool and staying in school. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's the message of this podcast. Stay in school, kids, or don't. Doesn't in, matter to me. Stay in school and... You can drop out and start a podcast. Exactly. You can... <laughs> or you can stay in school. That way you can be a really good writer and write us a five-star review on Apple. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to writing school. Man, my dream, my my purpose in life was to write the the two dudes movie reviews, uh, fucking five star review, so I can win some swag. Yeah, what's your purpose to go to every
0: shitty local podcast page and give them a five star written review? <laughs>
1: <laughs> spread the wealth, spread the happiness. You don't know what living is until you've given us a five star review on Apple. You'll you'll have like a moment of clarity after you you submit the review. I promise. You will. Yeah. One day you're a fucking jazz piano teacher and then the next day you're in fucking heaven and then you come back and you're like, I got to write a review <laughs> of do dudes movie reviews because yeah. I'm Jamie Foxx. Also, been... Jamie Foxx, come on the show. Yeah. I, do it, I... you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I would love to have him
0: on the show. There's an interview that came out this year actually with him. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt, because it was like right before uh, Project Power came out. And it's actually just, uh, they're typing in, I think they're typing in their own name or the other person's name on Google and then letting Autofill finish the question. Like they type in, is Jamie Foxx, and then it finishes it. So then they just ask each other the questions back and forth. But I had said earlier that I was like, oh, I found out that I really like listening to Joseph Gordon-Levitt talk. Like, it's a great interview. And that was also around the same time I was like, I love listening to
1: Jamie Foxx speak also. He's just like the man. Like, is he, is there anyone cooler than him? (laughs) Dude, like he was already like this amazing actor and he's fucking killing it. And then he was like, oh, I'm also going to put out like an R&B, like hip hop album. And then he like won Grammys for it or something. Or maybe he didn't win a Grammy. I actually don't know that much of it, but I know that he was like very much like applauded for like his album. And it's just like, yeah, this dude can fucking do it all. And he's hilarious. Like, he's not just an amazing dramatic actor. Like, I feel like people forget because he's done so many dramas and he's so good in them. But people forget he started in comedy and he was amazing at that, too. Like, he just excels in everything he puts his his mind towards. Like, it's fucking crazy. Like, some people are just like that where they they just work really hard. Like, I got a lot of respect for him. Yeah. Hey, he's, he's won an Oscar. Yeah. Do you know if he I w- I wanted to ask you this before and
0: I forgot – was he nominated for Django? Cause he he won for Ray. That's when he won. I actually her. don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, he's he's the man. And man. If he wants to, if he wants to come sit on the uh, is it called? Do we say proverbial futon now?
1: <laughs> or <is> oh, whatever, <laughs> whatever the uh, the digital futon. <laughs> the digital futon. <laughs> I don't know what that. Come sit on my digital futon. Like, oh girl, come sit on my digital futon. <laughs> That's what I call my face now <laughs> <laughs> ooh girl, come sit on my digital futon I'll treat you right I treat you so right <laughs> Let me get a taste ooh let me get a taste daddy <laughs> S- sit on my mattress face <laughs> <laughs> just just for you baby it's a queen size because you're a fucking queen. <laughs> <laughs> Now sit on my digital
0: futon. You're a queen, but I'm a California king. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the king of California. Yeah. That's actually the next uh, Pete Davidson movie.
1: Yeah, he had Kingstown, and now he's going to be California king. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he's going to star in um, fucking, I don't know, the Texas Roadhouse biopic. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> Just picking other states now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then he goes and works at a Boston market.
1: Oh, there you go. When's the <laughs> last time you've been to a Boston market? I don't think I've ever been to a Boston market. I just... That's a go good up. man
0: right there. <laughs> really is Cracker Barrel. Is, does it get
1: whiter than Cracker Barrel? Dude, I've never been to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> never been. I guess you're not white enough. I'm not white enough. I am not. I've I been always, to... Dude, I've been to a Fuddruckers. You ever been to a Fuddruckers? I actually kind of like Fuddruckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like do you like doing the maze on the on the back of the menu with your crayons? And I never. I never did six that. Six year old.
0: There was a there was a, a Fuddruckers in Middletown, and uh, like yeah, me, a long time ago. Yeah, me and my family used to go and get the nachos because they're they're pretty pretty good there.
1: <laughs> yeah, because when you think nachos, you think Fuddruckers. Fuddruckers. <laughs> Well, not they have like 100 a hundred Mexican places, like literally right down the road. So well, it's funny because now the location
0: that had Fuddruckers isn't, it's now a Mexican restaurant. But when I go to that restaurant, I don't get nachos. <laughs> Perfect. I, I used to go to that same You get same cheeseburgers. Building. Yeah. <laughs> you get, you get bacon cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah. I get, do you have anything that's not Mexican here? <laughs>
1: what, wait, what restaurant is there now? It's called Frontera. It's actually, I think it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been there. I, mean, I haven't, I haven't been out that way and eating out that way recently. Yeah. I don't know if
0: they're open and like during these times, but, uh, you know, when things were normal and we go there, it's some good stuff. They also, they got like a salsa bar there. I love when a good Mexican mm. has a salsa bar, you know?
1: Yeah. You just get a, a shot of the Verde. <laughs> just throwing them back. Just yeah, inject- I got sloshed at the fucking salsa bar. Inject some Salsa Verde into my <laughs> butt vein. Oh, yeah. Ooh, baby, give me the pico de gallo. <laughs> I'll be your pico de gallo. Pico de guy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I got it. Wow. I got it. We really got to stretch the pronunciation of that. <laughs> hey, Bur- avocado, don't leave me hanging, girl. <laughs> Burrito. on my digital
0: That was a good joke.
1: <laughs> Burrito, uh-huh. my God. Okay. Listen, I can't keep doing this. Yeah, at least not for today. If we want to continue this, you can talk to me tamale. <laughs> <laughs> Here today, gone tamale. Shredded
0: out, shredded Mexican cheese. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Okay. So I'm gonna. Oh, I see what you did. You see what I did there? Yeah.
0: Tortilla. You do anything with tortilla?
1: Tortilla. Yeah. Um. I tore my fucking tia on a goddamn jumping bean or something. I don't know. <laughs> a jumping bean. Yeah. No, I'm just no, sorry. I'm I'm having a hard time with the puns cuz I'm like so sad. I'm so blue. I'm so full of sorrow. I'm really I'm really like sombrero.
0: <laughs> <Somber>. Sombrero.
1: <laughs> See what
0: I did there? Yeah. You're much better at this than I am. <laughs> I took a lot of Spanish. Oh, okay. I took zero Spanish. I don't know if you knew that about me. Yeah, no. I I took French. Didn't do anything for my life.
1: Yeah. You can't even can't even
0: French kiss good. <laughs> Again, you would know. My if anyone's going to know I it's my co-host. I am my co-host. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> and now it's all come full circle. Yeah. Or as the French say, le son quoi.
0: You're what the French call les incompetents.
1: (laughs) You're what the French call le croissant. (laughs) All right, well, fuck yeah, man. Well, we're fucking, we're multicultural, like we're an international (laughs) sensation. So you guys already know what you got to do if you want to keep up with the boys. You got to follow us on Instagram at two dudes. You can follow me at sky two dudes if you want to get personal about it. You can follow me at Column Two Dudes. Uh huh. And you can go to twodudesmoviereviews.com, check out all of our merch. You can do the five star review, which we talked about on Apple. So you can win some merch. And yeah, just do all that stuff because it's fucking cool and we like you guys. And as they say in French, says. <laughs>